Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 869, air date February 1st, 2021. Uh, but he's going to set a little demonstration that Jovan is going to do for you here. And um, uh, But while, while he's setting up, I'm going to go to Dr. Shiva. Dr. Shiva is also in the documentary. Of course, Dr. Shiva has become quite popular uh, at many levels. But Dr. Shiva, I'm going to give you the floor. Will you take a few minutes and just explain maybe again how we know this was a fraudulent election, Dr. Shiva? Yes, how are you doing? Great, Brandon? great. Go right ahead. So, so you want me to talk about Massachusetts? Yeah, that's right? great. Yeah, so to everyone listening, many of you may know that I ran for United States Senate in Massachusetts. Uh, we had 3,000 volunteers on the ground. This was in the Republican primary. 3,000 volunteers on the ground, 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers. We were everywhere. You cannot not come to Massachusetts and not know who Dr. Shiva was. The GOP establishment, um, Brandon, as we talked about in the documentary, ran a guy who was nowhere to be found. And essentially the goal of it was to make sure that I would not uh, destroy Ed Markey, who's a Democrat, who's been in there for nearly 50 years. Um, so that was the plan. Well, but we were everywhere to be found on September 1st when the primary results come in. This was what was fascinating because I didn't think election fraud took place in the United States. And I, uh, you know, you hear about it in third world countries. And we find out is the following on September 1st in Franklin County, which is a county of Massachusetts where nearly 80% of the votes were hand counted paper ballots i win by 10 nearly 10 points in every other county brandon it was 60 40 60 40 60 40 60 40 60 40 that exact ratio near exact ratio in every other county to a guy who in, in black neighborhoods hispanic neighborhoods to a guy who was non-existent no real organization no law science etc and that's when i realized something is absolutely wrong you know as a scientist as an engineer the deviation was so big. So by September 9th, I had figured out that these electronic voting machines in the United States starting as early as 2002, as early as 2002, and, uh, you know, in the Diebold voting manuals, it clearly says on page, you know, 2-126, that there's a feature called the weighted race feature. What that means is computer algorithms. They allow for computer algorithms to multiply votes. So if you got a thousand votes, I got a thousand votes, it can multiply your votes, let's say by two, my votes by 0.5, right? So you get 2,000 votes. I suddenly, mysterious guy, lose 500 votes. I only get 500 votes. Well, what we found in Massachusetts was that this is um, this anomaly took place. And one of the clear evidences in electronic voting machines, Brandon, when uh, you take that paper ballot, right, and it's not hand counted, you put it in these electronic voting machines. What occurs is a ballot image is created, right? That ballot image is a picture of that paper ballot. And then the machine uses its technology to actually do the counting. So what people need to understand is the ballot is not counted by a human being. It's not a paper ballot. It's, the ballot is now a digital image, a ballot image. That is the ballot. And that's what uh, is used in the, by the electronic voting machines to do the counting. Therefore, if you want to show the existence of these computer algorithms, you need the ballot images. So on September 9th, I went to the uh, Massachusetts Secretary of State and I said, I want the ballot images. I want the log files, which, by the way, according to federal law, they have to save for 22 months. Well, it turns out they boldly tell me on September 24th that they deleted the ballot images uh, and that it's that they can do that pursuant to Massachusetts law. 
So I said, you know, I said, what is the Massachusetts law? They don't answer that. They sent me an email back saying that what we actually did was uh, we saved the paper ballots, but we don't store the uh, ballot images. And my response was, you violated federal law. Those four emails, when I shared them on Twitter, um, I was banned on Twitter in the middle of a federal election with three days remaining. So I'm banned in the middle of a federal election, not by Twitter, but by the government forcing Twitter to do this. And this is what everyone needs to understand. The government forced Twitter to ban a United States federal candidate because I was sharing the absolute fact that that the government was violating federal law, the Massachusetts government, by deleting ballot images. So this is what, and why is that important? Because the existence of the ballot images could show us if computer algorithms were being done or not. So that was the first lawsuit we filed. And the great thing was, which again, Fox or CNN, none of the mainstream media wants to talk about, is we had a major win in that lawsuit. The judge uh, gave me all the terms of a restraining order, which told the Secretary of State, you can no longer call Twitter, number one. Uh, Also told the National Association of State Election Directors they can't be doing this through the Secretary of State. And told them if they had any problems, they should go on Twitter to fight it out, that they should practice the First Amendment. In the second lawsuit, you know, I pulled out all my mathematical, um, you know, uh, background and all those four degrees at MIT and my expertise in pattern analysis. And we actually found that they, through uh, uh, a very deep mathematical analysis, an amazing anomaly we saw in a county called Suffolk County, that we saw this very interesting pattern that could only care one, occur only one in a hundred thousand times only if my votes were multiplied by 0.666 and the other guy's vote was multiplied by 1.2. And that was put into our second lawsuit to decertify the entire U.S. Senate election and ask for a hand recount of the September 1st primary. So again, you know, Massachusetts has a lot of very smart people, you know, a lot of mathematicians. That got filed in federal court. Again, I'm representing myself also. Everyone needs to understand because no lawyer wanted to take on the swamp in Massachusetts. So we wait already a had a victory wait a minute, for the first Wait a minute. You're not, you're not even a lawyer, but you – folks, you realize who we're talking to here, right? I think I think one, one publication called him the smartest man in the room, and he, he, he invented email when he was 14, all right? So uh, imagine sitting and having dinner with Dr. Shiva. Uh, you know, he makes you feel rather uh, insignificant. You know, what have you accomplished? Let's see. I'm not so sure uh, compared to Dr. Shiva. He invented email at 14 years of age, has four MIT degrees, but he can't find a lawyer to represent him on the voting fraud because, you know, by the way, we had one attorney who's in the documentary. You know, it's hurting his practice because he dares to speak up and take on a case fighting voter fraud in his state. So again, people are trying to be destroyed. Well, he couldn't even find a lawyer to represent him. So I guess being the smartest man in the room, he just says, who needs a lawyer? He goes and bones up on it and he starts representing himself. And as you're hearing, he's winning. I mean, if, it, if that's not sticking it to the man, I don't know what is. He's like, we don't need no lawyers. We, I'll just represent myself. He studies it and, take, and he wins, but pick it up from there. This is the guy that invented email, by the way. We went after the real crime scene. The real crime scene is the use of computer algorithms. Look, I've spent my whole life since I was 14 years old when I was a full-time research fellow. I'd gone to NYU when I was 14 in a computer science program. While finishing up high school, I had a full-time job at Rutgers Medical School analyzing sleep patterns of babies to try to predict using algorithms when you could predict the onset of an apnea. While I created the world's first email system, I named it email, uh, wrote all the 50,000 lines of code, have the first U.S. copyright. There's no controversy on that. But the important point here is 
my entire life has been spent on analyzing patterns. My undergraduate research at MIT, across my two master's degrees, my PhD at MIT, that's what I do for a living. So here on September 1st, I find myself in, in a very interesting situation uh, that I find myself, I'm in third world Massachusetts, election fraud took place, they, they're deleting ballot images. So I pull out all my math and I start analyzing the data and I clearly find that they've multiplied my votes by uh, basically my vote and anyone who voted for me became two thirds of a human being. This is like going back to 1787 where when, you know, the, the ruling was the three-fifths compromise, black people were three-fifths of a human being. In Massachusetts, they're two-thirds of a human being. Those people voted for me. So that was put into our lawsuit, which, again, I filed to ask to decertify the election. Well, the Secretary of State files about a 100 to 200-page response in rebuttals and demanding that the judge dismiss my um, lawsuit. Well, guess what? The judge denies their dismissal. So today, I have two lawsuits in federal court, both of which have survived dismissal. The only two lawsuits which have gotten two victories among all the lawsuits that have all gotten thrown out of court. This is in Massachusetts, where the American Revolution took place, where people were really wanting to understand, you know, uh, uh, bring together unified people. The United States Constitution was about unifying people against a king who did not want to give us fundamental freedoms. And what this is about, so we call our second lawsuit, Brandon, uh, the one-person, one-vote lawsuit, which is a foundation of American democracy. So our lawsuits have been unrebutted, which means the Secretary of State, I mean, he could have gone to MIT, he could have gone to Harvard, he could have gone anywhere to find any mathematician. They have not been able to find any mathematician to refute our findings in our lawsuit. So we got two victories. Now uh, we're waiting for the judge to make you know, the, the decision. But the great news that everyone needs to understand is that election fraud, it's not voter fraud, we're talking about election fraud here, which is a systemic nature that these machines have the capability to use what's called a weighted race algorithm. And again, it's in the Diebold voting manual, the Diebold voting manual of 2002. By the way, Diebold is sort of the grandfather uh, or grandmother of all many of these voting software. If you go look at the Dominion voting system software, they have a ranked choice voting, which talks about the ability to do weights. I mean, this is in there. Eric Comer, the the executive vice president at, at Dominion has made it very clear that ballot images are always created and you need them in order to count the votes. Well, you have the secretary of state through his state election director lying in, a, in an affidavit, a sworn affidavit saying, oh, no ballot images got generated. So this is a level of disgraceful behavior you have by public officials because a real crime scene is that we don't have one person one vote in this country we have selections we do not have elections and that is what we've been able to show in massachusetts and the interesting thing is you know i'm in a two-sided situation not only am i, am I a pattern analysis mathematical expert with all those degrees but i'm also the victim here so i have standing in court i'm representing myself and I'm doing my own mathematical analysis. And this is what I think I hopefully inspires other people to recognize when, that we need to build a bottoms up movement to unify people. Because whether you're black, you're white, you're left, you're right, you're Republican, you're Democrat, if we can flip votes, if these machines deny one person one vote, we're back to 1787, we're back to Dred Scott, we're back to pre-1964, when Earl Warren 
1964, and he ruled and clarified that we need to have one person, one vote. So that's what we're leaving here in Massachusetts for the entire country. It's about one person, one vote. These electronic voting machines uh, afford the opportunity for whoever. And now we don't know exactly who flipped those votes, right? But we do know my votes were multiplied by 0.666 and my opponents by 1.2. All right, Dr. Shiva. Well, of course, we're going to find out in the documentary who was flipping some of these votes because I think we have the big reveal coming soon in that documentary. Dr. Shiva, we're going to be getting on radio to talk about COVID, the vaccination, so many other things. Uh, what is your website real quick before we let you go? Everyone should go to vashiva.com, victoryalphashiva.com. And, you know, we, we offer an uh, educational platform, vashiva.com slash join. And everyone should join the movement for truth, freedom, and health, because that's what we need. Without freedom, we can't get to truth. Without truth, we can't have health. And without health, we don't have the strength to fight for freedom. It all begins with the ability to have open discourse and free speech, particularly political speech. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. You all, Brandon. All right, folks, what an interesting guy. I mean, you ought to go read up on him. All right, so now joining me in studio is my new best friend, Jovan. And Jovan, this guy 